Welcome everybody to the Paradise City Football Podcast. My name is John and in today's episode we're going to go over the week three waiver wires as well as a lot of the injuries that happened uh, in the NFL. Well, week two, I can honestly say was painful. Um, a lot of a lot of injuries happened uh, week two and it's leaving a lot of fantasy owners like myself to figure out what to do next. Um, we're, we're getting to the point now where many, many guys are possibly looking at an 0-2 record, now worrying that their guy is pretty much gone and we're, they're left with having to scrap around to figure out what they can do to salvage their team and still be competitive. I will say, though, that even that there are injuries, it's part of the game. There's not much you can do. And even in fantasy, you got to get back up and fight and figure out ways to win your weeks, as I've stated in previous episodes. So we'll go ahead and let's get into the injuries that have been reported out as of now during this recording. Uh, Corlin Sutton, ACL uh is placed on IR. Um, this is uh, devastating as he was to have a breakout this year, according to a lot of fantasy analysts. And I think that with him out and with Drew Locke being sidelined a little bit with injury, with a shoulder injury, we're going to see a little bit of decline in the production in the remaining wide receivers and Jerry Judy and KJ Hamler. Um, guys like Noah Fant may also uh, decline as well, but once Drew Hill, uh, Drew Locke uh, comes back, I think um, we'll pretty much be able to see a lot of the production from Jerry Judy and KJ Hamler uh, go up, and also as well as uh, for Noah Fant. Um, with Philip Lindsay also gone. Melvin Gordon will then see a lot of the opportunities uh, in the backfield, but it's one thing to see what we can get out of that offense with a lot of the injuries that happen there in Denver. Paris Campbell, knee also placed on IR. Um, this is uh, a bump up for guys like Michael Pittman Jr. and Zach Paschal. Um it's it's looks to see that we'll what we'll find out with this offense and see how they move forward, but with Philip Rivers being the quarterback, you can guarantee to see that there's going to be not much value in a lot of the wide receivers if the tight end and the running back are more of his style of players that he looks at, given the tendencies that Philip Rivers has, which is to check down and look for the short opportune passes from the tight end and also from the running back position. One of the other devastating news, um, one that hurts me as well, as I'm pretty sure a lot of other fantasy owners have suffered, is Saquon Barkley, torn ACL. He's placed on IR, and he's definitely done for the season. Um, What does this mean for New York? Well, I hear that Devontae Freeman... Um, just went to interview with the New York Giants and there's some speculation and possibly some rumors that he may sign with 
the New York Giants. Um, so guys like Deion Lewis and Wayne Gallman may find themselves in a running back committee. I personally can see Devonta Freeman possibly taking the starting role, but in the beginning two or three weeks, as they figure out what to do in the backfield, I would not want to bank on any of the three running backs until there's a defined person that they're going to name as the um, main back. So we'll see how that goes. Um, Guys like, you know, who is it? There's other people there. Uh, Raheem Mostert, sorry. Uh, Raheem Mostert, he has a sprained MCL, so he's not going to be looking to start in week three. So guys like Jack McKinnon and Tevin Coleman will see a bump up in in production. And I think Jarek McKinnon, from a PPR standpoint, could still be you know a viable option. And I'll talk about Jarek McKinnon as I think he's a, a nice waiver wire ad uh, in the waiver wire section of this episode. But guys like Jeff Wilson can also play a factor as well. We'll see what what will happen. And we'll, we'll go from there. Cam Akers um, suffered some separated uh, rib cartilage, but it was reported that he'll be fine. This is according to Sean McVay um, given an interview. Um, there's a lot of talk about Malcolm Brown and Daryl Henderson um, possibly going into this, but with a lot of the usage that happened this last game and seeing how Daryl Henderson um, kind of sparked given that Cam Akers, you know, was out of the game. It's starting to look as though Cam Akers and this running back committee will continue being utilized as such, and there won't be a defined one-two back um, as I stated before. And as you know, the, the talks about how Sean McVay is going into this whole Kyle Shanahan type mindset where he's going to have multiple running backs uh, being utilized based on style of play and uh, down situations. So I could definitely see this starting to look bad if you're looking into picking up any of the guys there in, uh, in L.A. as a potential running back for your team. Besides offensive players that are looking at uh, missing the rest of the season, we got guys like Solomon Thomas, uh, defensive line for the San Francisco 49ers. He pretty much gone with a torn ACL. Um, what this also means for the defense that there may be, you know, a little bit weaker in defense as we've also heard about Nick Bosa also having a torn ACL. Um, it's starting to look like if you use the San Francisco defense or if you say play in a you know an, an individual um, defensive player format in your fantasy league, um, those guys are pretty much gone and the San Francisco defense, in my opinion, will somewhat falter as well as I believe Richard Sherman is also out. So... If you're still holding on to the San Francisco defense, I would reconsider starting them 
uh, moving forward and possibly looking at um, streaming the position as matchups will play more of a part you know, for defenses moving forward for you. Now, again, with a lot of injuries that are happening, I want to emphasize that the season's not over. It's still live and well. You're only down, you know, two two games in, and it doesn't mean that your season is over based on what's happening, especially if you know, uh, for, for me and, again, many of the other fancy owners who have Saquon Barkley and their squad. You know, it, it was devastating to see. It was uh, gut-wrenching to find that you're now having to figure out what to do next. And I know a lot of people are probably going through this uh, panic mode, but it's not to worry. And you just got to continue to be liquid and be able to uh, go with the flow and figure out what is the best you know, strategy and what's the best uh, pick in the waiver wire. And doesn't mean that you can't go and trade for a decent running back. There's guys in your t- in your leagues that are possibly you know holding on to running backs, and maybe you've also held on to some handcuffs. So you may be able to trade uh, players in order to obtain those those uh, assets, you know, to continue playing every Sunday for fantasy football. So without the you know injury news out of the way, let's go ahead and get into some of the waiver wire players that I'm looking at and possibly that you guys may be looking at, given you know you may have lost a running back or even a wide receiver this week or last week per se. Um, the players I'm going to talk about aren't in any numerical order as to which one's more important. It's just my opinion. Uh, for this concept. Uh, so let's start off with the running backs here. Um, Devonta Freeman, as I spoke about earlier, uh, is one that I would definitely look into as a waiver wire ad. Um, Devonta Adams, I mean, Devonta, Devonta Freeman definitely is a skilled running back, especially in PPR as he's more of a receiving back uh, based on his skill set. The question that is still on the mind as to what will New York do uh, to utilize him and how they will go moving forward. I think uh, from here, I would still pick him up as he's a viable person that could be utilized and be used you know, later on in the road. Because I think if if given the opportunity, I think out of the three running backs there, there in New York, Devontae Freeman has the greater chance of taking that starting role. So Devontae Freeman is an ad for me. Um, I would definitely be looking into him given the, the circumstances, uh, in my opinion, from, from a guy who just lost Saquon there in New York. Next guy I want to talk about is Mike Davis. Mike Davis. Um, I forgot to, Add that too that Christian McCaffrey also um, suffered a, an injury, and that Christian McCaffrey is going to be out for uh, a long, long time. I, I would say I think three to four weeks from reports that I've heard. So Mike Davis is a 
interesting person there in Carolina is a, uh, a running back that I would definitely look at if you're the Christian McCaffrey uh, owner. I definitely would look into him as a viable option um, to pick up and figure out uh, what you'd want to do uh, in, in this regard. I think if you're in a, a fab system, um, that's a guy that I would possibly look at taking in, you know, 25 to 30% of your, your fab budget to, to get, you know, Mike Davis, who's going to be serviceable while Christian McCaffrey's out. The next uh, guy I want to talk about is Jarek McKinnon. Jarek McKinnon, uh, from a PPR standpoint, uh, he's a, a good ad here where he may take more of the uh, passing down work there in San Francisco. Um, even after all the injuries that he's suffered, you know, with knee injuries, he's still a viable running back to be utilized, especially in the San Francisco system. Um, I can definitely see that being... You know, one of those things, especially with the offense and the wide receivers there in San Fran still injured, uh, I could see that Jack McKinnon will be utilized a little bit more uh, based on where the game script will go for San Francisco based on matchups. So he's definitely one person I would look at uh, to be picking up if you're hurting at running back. Uh, the next person I will talk about is Daryl Henderson. Um, even though we're looking at a three ring circus between the three, uh, Daryl Henderson, if you were the Cam Akers, uh, owner, um, definitely would look into him being a viable pickup for you for the next week or so. If you're hurting and, you know, looking into trying to, uh, you know, sal salvage your, your week loss, your week two loss, if you did suffer a loss, uh, moving forward. So. Definitely will look into that. With uh, running backs done, let's go ahead and get into the wide receivers. Um, based on some of the research I've done, um, it looks to see that the ownership for a lot of these players are still there. As I've talked about last week on you know, my recommendations for week two, guys like Russell Gage, you know, uh, Marquez Valdez, Scantling, Mike Williams as well. Unfortunately, Paris Campbell. His ownership was um, looking to rise up, but he's one that I would uh, definitely still look at if uh, Paris Campbell is still up for the task once he returns. If you if you do see, you know, if you see your your colleagues or your other fantasy owners dropping players like Paris Campbell or something, I definitely would look into scooping those guys up, especially when. Other fantasy owners are dropping them to make uh, you know unfortunate decisions. So if you can stash you know guys like that, I definitely would look into picking those guys up. You know and pay attention once the waiver wires do hit for that and be able to see who dropped who. Um, but moving moving on, uh, guys that I think are looking to be you know waiver wire ads for week three. Um, including the guys I just spoke about. Let's let's throw in uh, Nikhil Harry. Uh, Nikhil Harry, in my opinion, is a person that I would add. Um, he's he's starting to look like he's Cam Newton's favorite target. You know, he's establishing himself a little bit more here 
you know, I, I don't know what's going on, how many fantasy owners are looking at it where Nikhil Harry, based on recency bias, wasn't really valued last year, but that's probably because Tom Brady was the uh, the quarterback here. So with a new quarterback in town, it looks like we could see a little bit more of Nikhil Harry being part of this. Um, I can't see a lot of um, upside for, say, long balls, but definitely could see you know, a lot of, you know, receptions. So if you're a guy who's, you know, in a PPR league, Akil Harry is definitely a pickup that I would look into uh, for week three. The next guy I want to talk about here, um, I spoke about him a little bit, uh, Michael Pittman Jr. Uh, Michael Pittman Jr., you know, with Paris Campbell out, um, I would definitely, you know, look at Michael Pittman, you know, next man up to see, you know, he would be another person that would have a larger role. Although, you know, he only caught, you know, four of, of his six passes for only 37 yards. This is also a circumstance where Paris Campbell was still, you know, playing during his time. So I can still see the production, you know, rising up for Michael Pittman. And I would definitely look at Michael Pittman as an option if you were a Paris Campbell owner who was using him at as a wide receiver three or two in your fantasy league. Uh, next guy up here, and this is a, I want to say more of a speculative ad, because I'm still not sure about it, but given what what's going on there in Jacksonville, uh, Keelan Cole uh, is an option. Um, Keelan Cole, in previous years, has been a viable wide receiver to utilize in your lineups. And with how everything went down last year as Gardner Minshew um, taking the role, it was still unclear as to who was the wide receiver to own there in Jacksonville. But it's starting to look like Keelan Cole is kind of getting back up there as a a good wide receiver three, in my opinion. Uh, Definitely will look into him as a as a option in week three, if say you're the Corlin Sutton owner and you're looking into, you know, possibly getting, getting an uptick in, uh, in production. And they're also facing Miami. So Miami's defense not being the best per se, in my opinion, and I think the matchup will be great that Keelan Cole is a, a good option to, uh, to look at for week three. Like I talked about with Corlin Sutton down, um, the other guy that I would definitely look at is uh, K- KJ Hamler. Um, KJ Hamler, the the opportunities will will be there. Um, from last week, uh, he tied up with uh, Jerry Judy uh, in targets, you know, with uh, with seven. And I think with the absence of Corlin Sutton no longer being there for this season, I think. Uh, KJ Handler could see opportunities, you know, in in a matchup, especially facing Tampa Bay. Um, so if you're again a Cortland Sutton owner, um, my advice would be to look at KJ Handler as a as an option, or if you if no one hasn't already, you know, Jerry Judy. You could be surprised that you know Jerry Judy may be out there on waiver wires and. I would definitely look at both options. 
if they're not, I don't know if trading for for these players would be ideal. And if you're trading, I definitely would trade low. I wouldn't um, put too much stock in, you know, trading out assets in order to obtain one of these wide receivers, especially at this moment um, when we're not sure what the value is. But definitely if you're looking at the waiver wire, KJ Hamler is, is an option for you as he's only currently being, you know, 1% owned in fantasy leagues. And this is probably based on a lot of the information that I'm seeing here on fantasy pros. Um, a lot of this information I'm showing or sharing uh, are from fantasy pros as these are a lot of the sources that I'm looking at here to be completely honest with you. Um, but I'm here to give you the information that you may be looking for in a, in a podcast. And that's probably benefits you the most where you don't have to do a lot of the research. I'm looking at the, looking at the information and sharing this information with you so that then hopefully you can, you know, make the firm decision as to what, player you're looking for in your fantasy lineup. Let's go ahead and look at some of the tight ends. Um, there's not many I can I can suggest here. If you're still looking at it, I'm going to recommend Logan Thomas. Uh, Logan Thomas, in my opinion, and based on where he's he is, I could see him definitely playing a role uh, with the Washington football team. So far, his targets, you know, production is is there. Um, if you look at uh, last week, uh, this Sunday against the Cardinals, he he had nine targets, although he only caught for four of them uh, and putting up 26 yards in total. Um, those target opportunities are still going to be there based on what we've seen so far. And I think Logan Thomas definitely is an option for you if you are hurting at at tight end and if you're looking to see what um what are your best options and if you're just looking at it from week to week standpoint Logan Thomas is going to be playing against Cleveland where Cleveland has been uh abysmal uh on defense against the tight end so Logan Thomas shows that there could be opportunity you know so if you're going to look at it from a from a standpoint of that He's playing against Cleveland. His target volume for the past couple weeks have been up there, which gives him the opportunity to see, you know, more receptions and possibly touchdown opportunities given Washington being able to attack this weak Cleveland defense. I definitely would look into him as an option if you are looking to change up your tight end position uh, for week three. Um, Looking at other options here, uh, Jordan Akins for Houston. That's a, a good option as we're looking at, you know, the tight ends being more of a an ad for Houston as Houston's still trying to figure out who their number one target is there in, in uh, you know, for Deshaun Watson. Uh, sorry, guys. Having a little brain fart at the moment. But Jordan Akins is an, a definite option at tight end, um, given that you know the touchdown opportunities are going to be there for him. I definitely would look at him as 
based on week two. Um, he caught all seven of his targets for 55 yards. So I could see him being a, a reliable person, you know, for at the tight end position there in Houston. His matchup against the Pittsburgh Steelers is questionable, but for guys who are, again, looking for a change-up in their, in their tight end position, Jordan Aikens is a, a speculative ad, in my opinion. So definitely look into, into him as an option. If I can give you a streaming option uh, for your defense, Looking at some of the the plays here, I would say San Francisco playing against the New York Giants, but with the recent injuries to Nick Bosa and Solomon, I can't help but feel there is, you know, an opportunity where the Giants may be able to come back and be able to put up some points against San Francisco. So I'm going to go with Indianapolis against the New York New York Jets. Um, I think uh, Indianapolis defense will do enough to hold down the fort with with Sam Darnold there in under center, and I could definitely see there's a chance for a low scoring affair um, for this team, or even possibly a you know couple sacks and an interception on Sam Darnold for this uh, Indianapolis defense. So that's an option there, and definitely would look into that. And I'm going to emphasize again with a lot of this, these streaming options and also a lot of these waiver wire picks. They're based on my observations and also information that I'm gathering from other you know, sources and being able to make the best judgment and hopefully share that information and my opinions on what is the best option for you in order to pick up certain guys off the waiver wires week to week. And a lot of these guys that I may be looking at here are just week to week. If I do emphasize that these are, this is a guy that I would definitely pick up as a guy to use for the rest of the season, I'll make sure to emphasize that as well for you to understand who's the best option for the rest of the season. As I know, a lot of us would like to pick up a player and possibly just add them in and, you know, run and go with that player and not have to worry about lineup changes. But this is the part of fantasy football where you do have to, especially if you lost a guy like Saquon Barkley, you're going to have to figure that out. You're going to have to figure out how to make moves and do, you know, a lot of the strategizing uh, for players and even picking up handcuffs for other team members who their guy for their starting running back you know, you may need to pick up their handcuff so that in the event that their guy goes down, you already have them on your bench if you're able to stash these players onto your bench. So definitely we'll look into doing a lot of this stuff and moving forward. So again, let's hopefully we can get a lot of this situated with a lot of the injuries. I, again, I'm going to emphasize that was a devastating blow to, to see Saquon Barkley going down and guys who had Corlin's son. Pretty sure you guys are also feeling the pain as well. So let's get into it and hopefully you guys can uh, make your best decisions for week three and which players you're going to go for.
Well, guys, I'd like to thank you for listening in for the Elite 3 Waiver Wire. If you haven't already, please subscribe to the channel so that you receive notifications as when I put out new episodes. Thanks and have a wonderful day.